Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hi, Jacent. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I am Anne-Lise Wealth. I am a CPA by trade, but I've also been very passionate about personal finance. Um, so over the past decade, I've been really digging into this. And, you know, I launched my um, personal finance focused uh, platform called Dream of Legacy almost uh, two years ago. And I help millennials improve their relationship with money through my podcast, which is the Dreamers podcast, uh, coaching, as well as writing about personal finance for several publications. And um, one thing that I realized over the years is that people really connect to the personal finance success stories that I write about and um, of people who overcome adversity to build wealth. And so I recently launched a communication agency called uh, ALW, Anne-Lise Wealth Communication. And it's really my mission with both of my ventures is to do more storytelling and personal finance education and so that I can help people, especially millennials, with tools um, to help them design and live a wealthy life on their terms. I absolutely love that. And even just the name Dream of Legacy is so powerful. Like just those, it's literally only three words, but it's such a powerful, you know, thing to kind of keep in mind is, is so many people are dreaming of creating a legacy and, and so many people, you know, want to have lived a life that's significant enough that they can pass things down. Hopefully that is not just about money. And so I would love to hear about how you transitioned into, you know, um, kind of the personal finance space, if you had a traditionally financial background as a CPA, what made you say, okay, I need to start this because I assume you you didn't see it, you know, out there or something like that. What What's the story behind that? Sure, sure, sure. So really, I've been really interested in money for a long time. I, I did my first budget when I was 13 years old and it was like just based on my allowance because at the time my mother had told me, whatever you have, you need to make sure that you save at least 20%. And, you know, when I got to college, I started investing in the stock market. And it was during the Great Recession, I learned about com compound interest and the wealth building opportunity that the stock market provided. And, you know, thinking about it, I was raised by parents who stayed out of debt, they invested, and they really preached, like, live be below your means. And I realized as time went by, even talking to my, my co-workers, you know, fellow CPAs, that most people don't have that. Most people didn't have that advantage. And so I started researching kind of like um, generational wealth. And I came across this study uh, from uh, the Institute for Policy Studies projecting that by 2053, the median Black wealth is expected to go down to zero. And so that led me... Exactly, yes. <laughs> so that led me to diving into the research even more. And then something happened in 2019. And so I was, you know, contemplating, you know, the idea of getting into the space. And in 2019, I lost my sister. And uh, I decided at that time, okay, I don't have any more time to waste. I'm just going to do this. And it just so happened that it's, you know, also around that time that my family had reached uh, Coast Fire 
which is essentially when you have enough money invested towards your retirement so that you don't have to contribute anymore. And so I decided, okay, so this is the perfect time for me to focus on this idea that I have to normalize Black wealth. And so I launched Dream of Legacy and I released my first book, which is called Dream of Legacy, Raising Strong and Financially Secure Black Kids. And I totally agree with you. I believe that um, when, I, when I hear the word legacy, I don't just think about money and financial things. You know, I think that even generational wealth, it's about, it's about so much more than that. It's about the knowledge that you transmit to your, you know, your kids. It's about the values. And I, and I feel like that's almost more important than the money because the money will disappear just like 70% of generational wealth if it doesn't come with the knowledge. Ooh, that is a whole gem right there, right? But if you have the foundation, right, the mindset, the values, the the right understanding of, that money comes and goes, right? And so it fluctuates and, and you can make a whole bunch of money and there's people who lose everything, but then they build it all back up again. And so, yes, obviously money affords us certain options and flexibilities and comforts in life. However, at the end of the day, and maybe, you know, in the last couple of years, we've really recognized on a, on a deeper level is like the thing that most people are worried about or concerned about when everything, when all else fails is health and relationships, you know, like we want, we want to make sure that we are, are healthy because if we're not, then we can't go to work. We can't, you know, we can't serve, we can't show up in our relationships and in the world in a significant way. And if our relationships aren't in a good place, well, then you're, you're alone. If you don't have a network, right. They say your net worth is your, your network is your net worth. And so if your relationships aren't in place, whether they're professional or personal, then you're really kind of like in a poor spot. And so, um, obviously yes, money is a thing. And we, just like you, you know, have been interested in money for a long time, right? Like talking about money and just the, just the resource that it is, is very interesting to learn about and master, but it's not the end all be all. And so I would love to hear more about like, if someone is reading your book or tapping in with you in another way, like what are some of the key things that they take away from what it is that you're communicating to them? Sure. So I think, most importantly, you know, um, you have to define what wealth means for you. And, you know, you touched on that when you said that money is just one aspect. And I think a lot of times we focus on, you know, like, how can I earn more? How can I reach this milestone? How can I make millions of dollars? But really, if the, if the focus is only about money, you will be disappointed. You have to break down your goals based on how you want your life to look like and define it for yourself, not let other people influence what, you know, wealth looks like for you. And that's why I'm not an advocate of, you know, telling people if, if by all means, if you like luxury and if you can invest and, you know, you're making sure that your retirement is on track, then go ahead and do that. If that is part of how you define wealth for yourself. If you're someone who's more frugal, who likes experiences, then make sure, again, the, the first thing is make sure that you're investing, make sure that you're on target when it comes to your retirement, and then do the other things that you like. And for me, you know, I think time is the most important resource. So instead of just focusing on how much money can I can I make? It's really more like, how can I buy back my time at this point? 
Yeah, I think, you know, that piece is huge because what I feel like happens is people adopt someone else's mm. definition or or vision or someone else's legacy. So we see someone else and because they're living in their purpose or they're, you know what I mean? Like they're they're living out their dreams, we're like I want that. When no, that's what that was for them. <laughs> that's why that's why they were given that vision um, to follow through with. That's supposed to be a framework or a frame of reference to be able to point yourself back to you to say, okay, well, what does it look like for me to be living to my highest potential, and 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 what does it look like for me to be able to get to the greatest version and vision of my life? Um, and I love that you mentioned that people just need to define what wealth means for them because everyone doesn't need a Bugatti. Like not everyone even likes to travel. Some people don't even like getting on planes or going other places. So you know, it's not for you to pick up and try to put on what someone else is wearing. Um, you know, to to kind of create an analogy out of it. But for you to be able to say, okay, well, what does it mean for me? I just want to be able to live comfortably. I want to be able, some people maybe want to make it rain at Amazon. Maybe you just love Amazon. I don't know. Like maybe it's that you want to to be able to eat well or whatever the case may be. Make sure your kids go to the right schools. But that I think requires that, you know, taking some time to slow down and do some self-reflection to understand what that even looks like, you know? So how would you say someone should start going about defining wealth for themselves? Well, I love, you know, I'm a big fan of vision boards, right? So if you take the time to think about your life 5, 10, 20 years from now, what does it look like? And, you know, you can do that on a piece of paper, you know, have pictures, put them on the vision board. Or, you know, what I like to do is I have it on my phone. So I take pictures of the different elements of what a wealthy life looks like for me. And I put them together and every day I look at them. And so I'm working to, to that. So first set your, you know, the, your ideal life, define what it is, and then work backwards from there and, you know, break it down into more, you know, smaller goals, right? So if you're, if in the next five years you want to get out of debt, then what does that look like in terms of how much effort do you have to put in every year and write it down? And then if it's a, if maybe you need to figure out a plan to pay off $30,000 worth of debt, and right now you can only afford to, ten, to do 10000 a year. So start there and then figure out how you can go and earn that extra twenty k so that you can work um, towards that goal. So I think it really starts with, you know, looking with the end in mind and then working backwards from there and taking actionable items along the way. I think um, when it comes to wealth building, I, I believe that everyone should have a budget. So, you know, whether you make $20,000 or $10 million a year, it's important to track kind of like how you're spending, making sure that it's in alignment with um, how you want to spend. Oh my gosh, you're a woman after my own heart. Like that's just <laughs> the the best thing that cuz I feel like so many people are are either overwhelmed or confused on where to begin. And in order to kind of start on a journey, you have to know where you're going, like you mentioned, thinking with the end in mind. No one gets invited to a party and just gets in their car and starts driving in the hopes that they get to the party on time, right? So you want to know where the party is before you ever get in the car to start driving to that location. And then from understanding the location, you say, okay, what are the possible routes 
anyone who maybe is a certain age or older used to use MapQuest, okay? Or before that used to use an actual map or whatever. Nowadays we use, you know, Waze or we use Google Maps or, you know, whatever the case may be, whatever app is on your phone. And it gives you options for routes to be able to get to that location. And so, you know, when you're talking about reverse engineering and then writing things down is so imperative because... It has to come out of your brain, (laughs) out of your brain, which is like imagination, which imagination is wonderful, right? But it has to come out of your brain onto paper. And that's what's going to really make it real. And then it's like, don't write it once. You need to be making a budget every month. You need to be looking at like your accounts regularly in order to keep up with what's going on so that you can make adjustments as needed. And I, you know, never made a budget before March of 2017. And I've never had a perfect one. There have always had to be adjustments made because life is happening. It's not about being perfect. It's about being aware. <laughs> it's about it's about knowing what's <laughs> happening so that you can keep up with things. And so for you, what do you think are some of the things that like typically get in people's way of, you know, being able to go from dreaming of the legacy to either living or passing down the legacy? Hmm. Well, so I think, you know, first thing is really just taking the time to write things down. I think a lot of people have dreams in their head and they will just dream about it and not take action. And I think action, some magic happens when you actually take the time to write it down and breaking it into smaller, you know, like a more, because, you know, my my goal could be, I want to be, I want to have $10 million in the next 10 years. And today I only have 10,000. So how, like, what does that look like in the next 10 years? What do I have to do to be able to get there? So I think what some of the steps that we're missing is breaking it down into smaller actionable items. We also sometimes, you know, I think when you have big goals, it's easy to kind of let your you know, you're always constantly fighting with like the voice in your head telling you, who are you to think that you can do this? So I think another great thing is to have accountability partners, you know, find your crew, find, find people who can help you stay accountable, be accountable for those goals that you have. And um, also don't share your goals with small, small minds. <laughs> I think that could be a goal killer. <laughs> Oh my goodness, you hit the nail on the head, right? And so, yes, look for accountability, uh, rely on to some extent and lean on your resources. But I think what happens is so many people are telling their dreams to the wrong person or Mm -hmm. relying on the wrong person to support them in being able to hit this goal. And that wasn't that person's place in your life. And sometimes that person is your best friend. And sometimes that person might be your husband. That person might be your mom or your grandma. And you think mom and grandma is going to be the person who's your number one cheerleader in this goal and they might just need to be mom and grandma and you might need to go find somebody else to be to be your cheerleader to be your accountability partner or something like that and it's not bad we're not talking about cutting anybody off but we're just talking about being aware of and cognizant of who is the right person to support me in this in this journey in this process in this goal that I'm working toward um and that's and that's really huge but on the opposite side oh go ahead Go ahead. I can't hear you anymore. Oh, so are, are we good on the sound? It looks like it's bouncing a little bit on my end. It looks okay on my end now. We'll edit okay. anything out, but it looks okay, okay on my end right now. And I'm recording in two different places. 
Okay, no problem. Um, so yeah, so I was gonna say, and you know, sometimes your family and friends they don't necessarily they don't mean anything wrong. It's just that sometimes they just can't see it, and it's like their own insecurities that are getting in the way. So it's just a matter of you know finding people who can support you on that journey, and also you know even better finding people who have done what you're trying to do. Mm, 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 right. Success leaves clues. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel and try to figure it out from scratch. Most people have written things down in a book like Dream of Legacy. Hello. And some people have and some people are sharing, whether it's in a course or a program or on their social media platforms. Like I feel like people take for granted how much valuable free information is being pumped out into the world on a daily basis right now. Um, that because it's crazy. Like people are giving such good information away for free. Um that we can't take that for granted. And and what I wanted to ask was on the other side, for those who maybe are really rock stars at going from dream of legacy to, you know, they're living the legacy or they are really developing and able to pass it down. What are some of the things that really make somebody able to kill it and do really well? If you see, if you see any commonalities or if there's anything that you can think of as far as like, yeah, typically they all do this or they all think this way. So when you say pass it down, do you mean like, generational wealth passing down assets from you know like parents to kids or like what can do you mind just expanding to make sure well I guess I mean kind of those who progress in the process so yeah maybe it is that they're estate planning they're actually estate planning and they're not just accruing money because you can make money and not have a plan and something can happen and boom it's gone Mm. then you don't have generational wealth but the money piece but also just kind of overall those who you've watched either go through your program or that have read your book and they are progressing and they're doing really well in going from dreaming to doing, are there any commonalities between those folks? Yes. And so I actually think that, you know, the information, like, like you said, the information is out there. So I think what makes the difference is really the mindset. I think the most important thing in, you know, the wealth building process, or even the clients that I've coached, the ones that do that do very well are the ones who have taken the time and who continue to take the time to work on the mindset. Because sometimes, and, I, and I'm sure you can relate because you paid off a significant amount of debt in a short amount of time. Sometimes you just don't feel like doing it. And so you, have, you must have the mindset and you must have systems in place so that even if you don't want to do it, you still do. So I think you know having the mindset, automating the process uh, is going to make a huge difference. Ooh, yes. I, I feel like it's the systems and the setup, right? Because the the setup is your mindset. That's really just the foundation for what it is that you're going to do. Like you mentioned, you're not going to feel like it 100% of the time and you're going to have to execute a lot of the time. It doesn't. You don't have to be 100% as far as execution or discipline. You just have to be disciplined enough. You know, like, like honestly, people, like I'm not, I'm really not, I am, but I'm not that disciplined. I just made sure that like I set myself up for success 
by having, like you mentioned, the automations and different and, and worked on my mindset every single day. So that was a constant process that listening to podcasts and books, reading, consuming the right content, because honestly, I typically don't wake up feeling like doing much of anything. But because I have the system and the setup that goes beyond the money of, you know, making sure money is transferred from this from this count to this count, as far as what your routines look like on a daily basis. I make sure that I listen to a video in the morning or a podcast. I make sure that I'm consuming very intentionally um, so that I'm keeping things as pure as I possibly can because I know myself. I know how easy it is. I know how easy it is to book a flight, which now I do. I get to do it however I like. But, you know, I know that I could easily go down a different path. And so you really have to know yourself and then set yourself up for success. Um but you really hit the nail on the head with that, which I think is important, you know? Absolutely. Like, I know for me, for instance, I don't like to think about, you know, every year, you know, um, I set my financial goals, my investing goals for the next year, right? But I don't want to think about, you know, every week or every month, whether I transferred enough money to my investment account or not. So mm. it's just all, all automatic. And also it helps me because I know that whatever I have left over, I can do whatever I want to do with it because everything that needed that needs to happen for me to hit my goal is already in motion. And you know, I think it's a lot, it's very liberating for me. So <laughs> you know, I, I believe in budgeting and all of those things, but I am the type of person who has a, you know, like other line on my, on my budget so that, you know, if, if I can afford to do something, then I don't have to feel bad about it because I know that I'm still working towards my goals. Mm, that's that's a whole, whole gem, y'all. If you have not gone to the Dream of Legacy website, I highly suggest that you do. If you have not, you know, considered, I'm going to actually make sure that it's in the show notes, right? That you listen to her podcast as well because she said one of the biggest things is mindset. Well, how is it that you cultivate the right mindset? You actually have to make obsolete the old mindset. So what happens is that if you're not inundating your system with new information that's going to help you go in the direction that you want, you will default back to what was there previously. So just like we upgrade our phones every however many years, just how we update our glasses and our clothes and our cars and our shoes, like we need to constantly be updating our mindset because there's always going to be a new challenge with every new level that you go on to and every new level that you achieve. It's like a video game, right? And so you're going to always have a challenge and you're always going to have a mission to accomplish. Um, but that constant process of feeding yourself intentionally is going to be what helps set you apart and, and be able to handle whatever is on that level for you. So definitely tapping in with her podcast would be huge. Let us know where they can find it. Let us know where everyone can tap in with you um, and continue to to keep learning from you because you're a wealth of knowledge. I'm like, let me go listen too. Let me go ahead and take a <laughs> Well, just thank you so much again for having me on your podcast. And you know, for anyone who wants to find out more about me, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Wealth. So it's A-N-N-E-L-Y-S-E, Wealth. And, you know, my podcast is called The Dreamers Podcast. And you can, if you want to talk about money, you can find me on dreamoflegacy.com. If you want to find out more about my communication agency, it's anniswealth.com. And thank I you so much it. for having me. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And we're cheering you on. Everyone in the tribe will be tapping in to support you. And we'll talk to you next time, Gems. 
If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.